Welcome to the Value Added Podcast. My name is Bill. My name is Jared. Today, we're going to talk about the greatest challenge as a leader, and that is leading yourself. And we're also going to give you five practical ways to overcome that challenge. But we also want to talk about why is leading yourself so important. So I want to talk about uh, something that John Maxwell writes about in his 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And that is the law of the lid, the law of the lid. And some of you may have heard of this. So if you put your leadership scalability on a scale of one to 10 in your growing in your leadership journey, and you've reached a seven, well, you're never going to grow someone past a six. There's going to be a lid of what you can do and to impact other people, influence other people, unless you're, you yourself are growing. I don't know about you, Jared, I'm looking forward to getting better. And so I have a greater impact in people's lives, not for my sake, but for what can multiply over into them and then then into others and so forth and so on. So the law of the lid, that's why we are passionate about growing ourselves. We're not done. We're, we've been reading books together. We've been watching leadership podcasts and absorbing and saying, Hey, I need to practice that. So, and we're going to talk about those five practical steps that's going to help you move through and overcome leading yourself. And keep in mind, as we go through these five principles or points, whatever you want to call them, applications, um, we're never done growing. If we think we've arrived, that's the end of your journey of leading yourself. And that's something Bill and I talk about often. If I ever come with an attitude to the table with any leadership, or other leaders, developing leaders, and I think for a moment that I've arrived, uh, that's the end of growth. It's particularly in our philosophy of leadership, which we agree with John Maxwell on, it is we're looking to add value to others. We're not looking to get you to do things our way so we look better. Mm-hmm. Um, in his book, uh, one of his books, he talks about the difference between success and significance. And both Jared and I want to live lives of significance and not success. Well, what's the difference? Success is when you add value to yourself. You get a better house, better car, second home, bigger paycheck. Sounds good though. It sounds wonderful, (laughs) right? Uh, But what really drives leadership is uh, the the significance aspect of it. Adding value to others. When you add value to others, then you're multiplying and they themselves will in turn add value to more Mm -hmm. others. So, you know, we just can't give what we don't have. You know, if we are not growing, I can't help someone lead past me. I can only help them lead up to me. We, We teach what we know, but we replicate, we reproduce who we are. Very and we can't get past that unless we selves are, ourselves are moving up mm-hmm. through our, our, our growth. Yeah. So you can't teach what you don't know and you can't lead where you won't go is a saying yeah. I've been using for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you can't grow people until you yourself are grown. So with that said, we're going to give you number one, again, of five principles. I'm going to give it to you now and Bill's going to walk through a couple different quotes, kind of help us understand this first point, which is practice following, mm. practice mm. following. So you got a, you got a quote here by John Maxwell that says, only a leader who has followed well knows how to lead others well, which is kind of what you were saying. Good leadership requires an understanding of the world 
that followers live in. You know, another way I look at that is grow where you're planted, right? And a phrase we often use is leaders lead no matter what job title they have, no matter where you are, what position or role you have, you can influence others. You really can. We talked about in the last episode how people can are watching and we don't realize who really is watching us and that we have the potential to influence others. So you really can't grow people until you yourself are growing. That's such a good point. You know, you can't give what you don't have. You can't teach what you don't know and you can't lead where you won't go. Yeah. So th those are kind of the idea, the practical points of really practicing what it means to follow. Amen. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And it, you had a trip you were going to talk about. Yeah, I have. Um, in my leadership experience, one of the things that I was uh, given the opportunity to do, was so blessed by it myself as a leader, um, but I was in charge of planning and leading a number of missions trips from our church, international missions trips uh, from, from our church down to the country of Haiti. Mm. Uh, if you know anything about Haiti, it's it's one of the most uh, extreme places uh, for poverty in in the world. Um, and I was given the opportunity again to lead trips. And what that looks like is I had to coordinate um, the the everything from flights um, to what was going to be happening while we were there. And um, I really began to understand because I'm not the biggest travel person. I mean, you know, Bill kind of knows this about me. I've, a little anxious, you know, when I got to get on a plane and, you know, I'm that guy who people are kind of like probably looking at like, what's this? Do you feel okay? Yeah, is he going to make it, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm not that bad, but I, I have my moments. So traveling for me is, although I enjoy it, my wife loves it. For me, it's kind of like, okay, but we could also stay home too. <laughs> so, but, uh, in saying that, I really began to learn that I can't, I, I have to actually go yeah. to, to lead these, these, these people with me. If I'm not there, that it doesn't work that way. So what I learned by default was leading people. I had to go and physically be where they are. And that was really a big lesson for me. I kind of wanted in my mind, if I could just like, you know, wrap this into a nice little package and then like put the label on it and ship this trip. Yeah. But you can't do that. So I really began to learn what it means that you, you can't lead where you won't go. Yeah. And that was a very physical application of that. Uh, and, and one of the things that kind of came out of that for me um, was the ability to, again, we talk about leadership as influence, yeah. right? I got to partner with one of my best friends at the time and her and I got to do this together. And so I got to learn things from her. I called her the mom of the trip. You know, she'd get the sunscreen. She'd make sure everybody was on the airport, you know, on, on the shuttles on time and all that stuff. She'd help me lead. And so again, by default, I learned that you can't lead where you won't go, but something we'll probably talk about later. You also can't lead without some help. No, this leadership is not a solo trip. I had to follow no. her example in many areas, yeah. practice following yeah. and just following her, but I was also going. So well, yeah, even the context of it's not solo because you're, you're following someone else, you're practicing following even the leadership journey to have another it's a team effort. You're always learning from peers that are in leadership positions as well cool. as watching those who you're under as a leader. And I've had some wonderful leaders I've watched, I've observed, I've taken notes. I go, I like the way they do that. I'm going to start doing things that way. 
but I've also had leaders where no way that, that just did not come across the right way. That didn't happen the best way possible impacted the team this way. I am not going to make those mistakes. So when you're practicing following, you're looking for both opportunities to improve and go, okay, that's not what not to do. And then over here is, yeah, that's what I do want to do. So number one, we want to practice following. That's your first step of the five. Absolutely. So, and number two, you want to practice measured growth. Well, what do I mean by practice measured growth? When you're growing as a leader, it's not like, oh, I did this. I'm arrived. I'm a hundred percent there. I got it. Yeah. I can repeat yeah. that every time, all the time. And you can't because circumstances are nuanced. They change relationships in the work environment, in a nonprofit, volunteer environment are messy. We're messy people. We all have our own history, experiences, baggage, wounds, and that all comes together. And we got to remember leadership is about people. It's not necessarily about a statistic or a number or the goal. It's all about growing people and pulling them up by their heart as you do so. Yeah. So practicing measured growth, the measured self-growth, for a long time, I've had a rule of the 5% rule of growth. You know, my birthday's in the summer and of course, Christmas in the middle of winter. So for a number of years, I got to my birthday and I looked back and how did I do in the last six months? Mm. Have I changed any? Have I gotten better in my leadership skills? Am I doing any better? Or what are other people saying me about me now that's different from six months ago? Right. Then I'd get to the Christmas and ask the same question. So there's, and you can't ask it a week later. Right. Right. You yeah. got you got, you got to have some time go by. You've got to practice and move forward. And then after you've had that significant time, look back and evaluate. Mm-hmm. And you have to evaluate yourself. And that's why leading yourself is one of the greatest challenges because I always don't see clearly when how I'm trying to lead myself. Yeah. And that, that leads me in, in my mind back to the idea when I lead teams, again, I'm coming at this from a ministerial kind of a churchy uh, setting. You know, Bill encouraged me to do this a while back and I've been doing it now for quite some time. I'll often ask my leaders during these times for me of reflection, hey, how am I doing? The, those above me, but those below me as well. In both of those spheres, I'll ask them, it's kind of like a job review <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a way, but you're asking, you know, is there anything I could probably, I could do better? You know, and hearing that from, it does two things. Hearing it from people who are, you know, they're looking up to you is, is really a strange um, feeling at the first time you do it. Only because their eyes get wide and like, wow, he actually cares about my yeah. opinion his leadership, right? And it really begins, you talk about pulling people up by their heart. That's one of the biggest ways you can level up your influence with people is by being raw, being yeah. real. But measuring your growth by those who are under you, and you may have to eat the meat, spit out the bones, if you've ever heard that, but really think about what it is they're, they're bringing to the table about who you are as a, as a leader and also as a person. I did something very similar in my work. You know, I, I, a long time have had a goal to get that next promotion. And I had a previous, uh, one of my previous bosses say, what's, what's my brand? What are people asking about me? The different projects I've been involved with, the different teams I've been on. 
And I said, can you do me a favor? Because they probably won't tell me honestly to my, to myself, to my face. Could you go back and here are key people that I interacted over with over a significant period of time and ask them, what stands out to you about Bill? What's his greatest mm -hmm. strengths? What are his greatest opportunities? What makes him a good leader? What challenges does what he irritates you about? Yeah, what irritates you about <laughs> Bill? And he did that for me. He came back from really qualifying areas of opportunity and also affirmation of areas I know and uh, suspected that I'm doing okay or, or well in. Yeah. So getting back to the 5% rule of growth, what, what is that, right? It's about progress, not perfection. It's about progress, not perfection. And it's also not, like I said earlier, just doing it once and you've arrived. It's practice. It's doing it daily. Can I be 5% better tomorrow than I am today? And we're going to do this the, the minute we shut this video off. We are we're recording. And part of that is listening to yourself as a leader measuring your self-growth. Indeed. That's painstaking and kind of a pain, but oh, wow, but is it hell? Yeah, you have to self-inspect. You really do. If you're a reader, you may want to check out the book called Atomic Habits. He makes it even simpler. He has a 1% rule of growth. Just be 1% better tomorrow than you were today. So you're leveling it up a little bit more. I am. <laughs> I had a bit more of a challenge, but you know, to be honest, that was my saying for years long before his book came out. Right. But he has the scientific data-driven results of just doing 1% yeah. better today than tomorrow. Absolutely. It's a compound interest. If you know the financial terminology, if you're growing with compound interest, what was 100% yesterday is now, well, 101 the next day. And 5% of that is just a little bit bigger than the original 100, right? Yeah. And it just continues in reinvest in compounds yeah. and it grows exponentially grows. after time. You know, financial advisors talk about retirement accounts and compound interest and the power of investing early. And it's so true with leadership too. Mm. And it's never too late to start with leadership. You mm. always can start growing now and start building that compound interest of measure self growth. Yeah. Consistency builds momentum. Consistency builds momentum, right? As you grow that compound interest, the consistency grows it faster than it could if you did it for a week, took a week off, did it for a day, took a day off. Yeah. It's kind of like flossing your teeth, which I hate it, doing. It's, you know, if you floss your teeth every day, you're going to have clean, healthy teeth. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it once a week, you know, once every six months, Absolutely. you know, and it's okay to miss a day. But don't miss two days, right? You want to make the consistency work for you, not against you. Yeah. One of the ways that I found for me, I, I recently went through a, a personal fitness journey, right? So this whole idea of consistency, building momentum, you know, I'll hear things like, you know, consistency, triumphs, intensity, yeah. you know, like where, you know, I, I go to the gym and I started doing this, um, what is it? A few years ago now, I think it was, you know, I wanted, I was going, coming at this fitness journey. I just want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to yeah. be able to go hiking with my wife. I don't want to have to, you know, trying to breathe and all of that. So I decided, you know, it's time for me to leave myself in a way, like we talked about in the last session in, in have some consistency that'll build some momentum. So I did that. And one of my mantras you'll probably hear me say is learn, apply, and then grow. 
And so for me, I kind of took that to the gym because the gym can be an intimidating place if you haven't been before. You walk in and there's all kinds of, they look like torture machines. If you think of Brian Regan, really, he talks about like a comedian, I'm going to do Yeah, paying to sit in this, what do I even do with it? And so I ended up partnering with a buddy and I just decided I'm going to learn something about a machine or about, you know, this, this area of fitness and then I'm going to apply it and then I'm going to watch myself grow. And, but that took consistency and even so much so to, I, I even woke up this morning and I was like, I just don't want to go. Yeah. Right. But I've had to say, nope, if I, I don't want to miss because the consistency builds the momentum. And after you go for a while, you do start enjoying it. You do see benefits. I feel good. Right. But this translates to, 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 to developing leaders, you know, as, as they see and follow your example. Yeah. Right. So everything from consistency, building momentum, my whole learn, apply, grow my, my journey of fitness. That led me into kind of a part-time job at the gym, which I now kind of do. I, I work as kind of a, uh, fitness trainer, trainee type of a thing. So I have a couple clients a couple times a week and they'll come in and I'll get to show them the machines and I'll get to work out with them. And so looking all the way back to when I first started going, I had to put into practice measured self-growth consistency, building momentum and kind of that five, one to 5% growth, you know, at, you know, looking back once a month or so, what am I doing? How is this working? A lot of self-reflection, but talk about a little bit before I move to point three, how that translates really to developing other people, right? They're watching us. They're seeing us measuring ourselves. How does that help influence others? Well, if we take your fitness journey as a prime example, if he wasn't successful, if he didn't have the consistency. Why would people come to him? Remember in a gym, you're not in there by yourself. You have other people watching. We talked about this, right? People just watching you and they're, what, what are they doing? Oh, that's a good idea. I might do that. Oh, like, that's weird. That's why is he doing that? We're influenced, influencing others, good or bad, yeah. uh, by just being in the world. So in leadership, it's the same way. If you're consistent. In your leadership development, your growth, people are going to see yeah. that. They're going to take note of that. They're going to be interested and they're going to see the change in you. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. You don't always see the change in yourself right away. That's why I had my, my former boss go, what's my, what's my brain? What are other people saying about me? So I can get a, a handle on that of how well that my consistency is or isn't paying off. Yeah. And this doesn't mean you can't pause and, and life circumstances come in and you just, I can't focus on growing right now. I got this big storm of life happening. I got to focus on just doing the job for the moment. Surviving the moment. Surviving the moment. Yeah. yeah. Getting through the storm of life wow. and then coming back around and working on this again. That's okay. Right. That is absolutely okay. And another thing that's absolutely okay is making mistakes. Yeah. If anybody asks, you can tell them, Bill gave you permission to make mistakes. And Jared approved, right? Yeah, right? So <laughs> yeah. we don't learn from our successes. We learn the most from our mistakes and, and our failures. And this leads, this leads us, Bill, to, to number three. So number one, you've got practice and following. You have some good examples, people you look up to and, you know, and, and always be looking for those examples to follow. Then you've got practice measuring self-growth, yeah. right? Consistency, building this momentum. Um, being okay with failing, which we'll probably talk about at some point, failing 5% rule of growth, right? 
but remembering number three, which is be patient, be patient with be yourself. Patient. This takes, this is a journey, right? It, it takes time. It's, it's, it's a lifetime journey. That's why there's a 5% growth. So be patient with yourself. Nothing worth doing comes easy. Keep working at it. Talk about that for a minute, Bill. Yeah. Leadership is a journey, right? You, if, if you have children and you, you, you put them against the wall and they put a line to measure their height and then come back a month later and you do it again. There's probably an app for that now. Right. There's going to be an app. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was old fashioned. My dad did the old fashioned way to pencil on. We had a big, huge life size ruler like glued to yeah. the wall. Yeah. We had uh, stairs going to the basement. It was wood frame stairs and one of the posts would be where we measured our height. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't aware of my growth until I went back, had my dad measure me again, and I stood away and I'm like, oh, he'd be patient that whole time. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't wait for the next marker. I'm like, I can't wait to get tall. Well, now I'm six foot three and I'm, I'm done. Um, but being patient, just allowing life to happen, mm-hmm. allowing to learn through life, learning through tough experience, leadership experiences, learning through wonderful leadership experiences. Mm-hmm. And going, you know, just because I fail doesn't mean I'm a failure. That means that's an opportunity for us to learn and grow. Yeah, I heard I heard a while back, you only fail when you fail to try. So if you stop trying, well, maybe that's maybe that's failure. <laughs> that's if you're trying, if you're putting one foot in front of the other. But that that kind of brings me to this, you know, nothing worth doing comes easy. And for me, when I was thinking about what I was gonna try to communicate today with this point of nothing worth doing comes easy. The two biggest things for me are my marriage and my children. You, you know what I'm saying? As a man, you're trying to lead your family, you're trying to be that example for your wife, your kids, your mom, same thing. You want to be able to be that example for your husband and you be there for him and your children. And so I began to think through, man, nothing, nothing worth doing comes easy. And I began to think through parenting and marriage on this whole idea of being patient. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I mean, I'm trying to grow, right? And level up my influence as a leader in the home. And I can't tell you how many times, Bill, that I've had to go to my children, right? And ask forgiveness from them. Like, hey, dad's sorry. I I haven't parented teenagers before. This is my first First time. You know, could you be patient with me? And, you know, that, that in itself influences you know, your children. You're essentially Stop. teaching them how to right. own your mistakes, right. which in itself is another way to influence when you own your own mistakes. Right. And it shows them, hey, dad's, he, he, he has the ability to kind of be patient with himself, you know, and that's, that's a big deal, I think. But he, and you had an example of this too. Yeah, I get actually two. Um, when my son was young, we bought him a little wooden model kit of an airplane. You, you paint it and put it together. And I was trying to show him how to do it. Uh, and he wasn't interested. He just had his own idea of way, the way it should go together. And, have, you know, he didn't care if the paint spilled over from the wing to the body and vice versa. And he just, he just wanted to do it. It was a fun, creative, and he was really young. He was like seven or eight years old. Um, and I got so frustrated. I got so mad. That's not the right way. <laughs> and I got to realize, do it. yeah, you know, and I'm like, if I want to engage my influence with my son more, I have to be patient with myself and with them. And there's patience that I need to exercise in those, both, both of those areas, right? We're going to keep that in mind when we're leading others. 
everybody is on their own journey. Everybody has a history, their storms of life, their, their baggage, if you forgive the word, their experiences, good and bad. We don't always know what all of those are, do we? Oh, yeah. We, we got to assume positive intent and leverage patience. And then patience with myself, like, Bill, that wasn't the best way to parent your son in that moment, building that, that model airplane. And next time I did, I did that. I did better. I said, hey, this is yours to do as you see fit. If you want my advice, my help, let me know. Happy to help. Yeah, yeah. And then make it a little more practical in the work environment. Um, a few years back, I had an ambition to move up. And at work, we measure your success in three areas. Either you meet, you meet expectations or you exceed or, mm-hmm. or you keep. You need improvement. You need improvement. Yeah. So, and I made a goal of trying to get three succeeds or three X seeds. And my wife came to me one day and said, you're not leaving your work voice at work. You're, you're using your work voice with me. And that was just an epiphany of what I was trying to accomplish at work, spilling over in not a good way into my failing. So I had to slow down, back off and be patient with my own growth, whether that's to a new position or having the ability to influence this person more. It's a process. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. You need to be patient. And again, you have like permission to make mistakes and learn from them. That is, that does not make you a failure. It does not. Yeah, so you've got practice following. Okay. You've got practice measuring self-growth. 5% rule. Then you've got being patient. Being patient. So we got two more. And number four is find a leadership partner. Yeah. This is one of those things. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bill and Jared, right? Leadership partner. You can't do this on your own. Right? I think it's, is it Maxwell that says, uh, or quote somebody else, you with this, like, one is too small a number for greatness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, you need someone to come alongside of yourself uh, and help you to grow in these areas. I recently listened to a leadership podcast and they talked about needing a peer to encouraging you, needing a cheerleader to cheer you on Mm -hmm. and needing a friend to talk to. And we need all three of those in our lives as leaders to help us maintain that consistency that builds momentum. You really, you really do. Yeah. You really do. I mean, there have been times for me personally, uh, trying to just do basic life yeah. and realizing I can't even do basic life by myself. Um, even my friends who are introverted will admit this. I'm kind of an extrovert. Uh, Bill's you're more of an introvert. Yeah. Uh, and they'll even mention, yeah, I mean, I can have my, my moments in my time, but even basic life is hard to do by myself having a partner like jared he's been the greatest support encouragement mm-hmm. counselor brought wisdom into my life he's another set of eyes viewing my circumstances from outside of me that has a different you know jared grew up in a different place he had different parents than i did he had yeah. different experiences so what he's bringing to the table to my life are things that i probably would have never thought of if I didn't have him as a partner in leadership. So, yeah, and it's one of those things for me with, with partnering with Bill, 
you know, I'll often come into our meets together, our hangout times, our content planning, whatever, and we'll get together and I'll just start venting about something that's going on and I'll, I'll spill some stuff. And then Bill will have a one-liner. He'll have this little phrase that like, oh, that's what I was trying to say for the last 10 minutes. And Bill will simply say, I know, um, but you got to remember I've been, you know, doing this for so you need people. And one of the other things I want to throw in here too is one of the things that I get to teach, again, I come from the pastoral ministries, is, you know, we teach a lot on community. So we, we talk a lot about, you know, have your your real inner, inner circles, which would be, you know, for most of us, it'd be kind of our wife, you know, our, our leadership partner, someone you really are close with, you share with, and then have a, a team, like you said, a cheerleader, other people that surround, that surround you as a person. Again, you can practice these five things with them, yeah. right? And then you have kind of the greater, the greater, the greater uh, people in your lives. But at least start with finding a leadership partner with which to do leadership with. Yeah, big, huge, huge advantage. It'll give you a lot more fuel in your tank to move down the road and can be that consistency that builds the momentum. That's for wonderful. sure, it's wonderful. Yeah. So number five, will be the last one, almost yeah, there at the end. Yeah. Create a personal growth player yeah this is a big deal a little page out of maxwell's book john maxwell uh talks about this other leaders talk about this there's a book on this there's a book on this and Maxwell has a book on this. right so creating a personal growth plan. what is a personal growth plan it's a way to write down the areas that you want to move forward in one or five percent at a time Mm -hmm. and share that with your partner Right. So they can help you evaluate whether you're succeeding that or not. They can hold your feet to the fire too. And they will hold my feet to the fire. Exactly. Exactly. So it's also a way of being intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have a target to aim at, you're going to miss it every time kind of thing. You've heard that before. Yeah. And not having a plan, how can you be intentional if there's nothing to shoot for? If you have a goal in front of you, the areas of your life you want to focus on, tensionality has much more power behind it, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you the opportunity to move down the field, move the ball down the field, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, no, exactly. In those areas. And so we're, we're going to share uh, with you, I'm going to share with you my growth plan. Uh, I just created this a few weeks ago after reading uh, a few books on leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, just... What, Word of caution, I guess, you know, pause, break, hang on. We're, we're people of faith. It's going to leak through. We had no intention or desire to force our worldview on you in any way whatsoever. But we do want to bring cookies to the bottom shelf so everyone can have some in regards to leadership, right? We want to be raw too. Right? Yeah. We started this podcast. We want to be real as people. We don't want to We're going to be authentic. Yeah. Authentic. Yeah. That's who we are. And if, if this is not part of your authentic journey, Please still hang out. You're going to find value added to your life in this process. So here's my growth plan for what it is. For me, my faith, number one, connecting with God every day and reading the Bible and praying every day. That's number one. Number two, studying leadership daily. Every day I'm opening a book, reading a chapter, a portion, listening to a podcast, whatever it may be, I am studying leadership every day. As I go forward. That's great. Yeah. And really, folk, number three, focusing on valuing people as valuable. Uh, 
in the same way, I believe God see God. I believe God took time out of his day to create you uniquely as you are. Mm-hmm. And that alone makes you valuable. Mm-hmm. So, and having that mindset as people are valuable. I'm an introvert. I don't know about y'all, but I could go three months without talking to anybody and be perfectly fine. <laughs> he wants right? the cabin in the woods with a thousand acres. Of the one there you go. That's me. That's me. Yeah. But how can I add value to other people's lives if that's my approach to life? If that's mm-hmm. what I actually do. And sometimes as an introvert, I need to recharge my batteries and I do that alone. Mm-hmm. And that means, you know, people go away. And sometimes my mind slips into an area of, well, people are the enemy because I'm not able to recharge right now. And they're making this difficult for me. And making that shift in my mind and my leadership journey is just consistently saying, these people are valuable. It's worth interacting. So I, what I... I want to walk slowly through the crowd, as John Maxwell says, right? When he goes up and goes somewhere to speak, before he gets up and speaks, he slowly walks through the crowd mm-hmm. to connect with people, right? Just a good principle in general. It, it sure. is. It yeah. is. So that's number three, walking slowly through the crowd, viewing people as valuable. Uh, number four, I want to focus on sowing, not reaping. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to drive results of you for our benefit. We talked about that before. I just want to reap. I want to sow into your life. And if growth happens, great, wonderful. I love being the audience to see that growth. So let them reap. Yeah. So, you know, sowing and leading the growth up to you and in your life experiences. And please share with us your life experience. We have an email address. Yeah, we do. Influence at thevalueaddedpodcast.com. So if you want to share your leadership journey, what you're learning, if you have questions you want to ask us or things you want to talk about. Open to conversation. We're open to conversation. Absolutely. So check, check that out. So anyways, number five, growth through failure. As I mentioned earlier, just because I failed doesn't mean I'm a failure. Yeah. That means it's an opportunity to learn and grow. Fail forward, as we said. Fail forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every day, seek ways to add value to people. Everyone I run into, I put add value to them. You know, often through just a word of encouragement or, or a word of a complimenting. How, how can you tell someone needs encouraging? They're breathing. They're breathing. Right? We all need that fuel there to think of encouragement. It feeds the soul. Yeah. Uh, seven, be consistency. It's that consistency builds momentum. And number eight, take practice of every opportunity to communicate. I'm, yeah. I do some speaking at churches and, and what have you. So every time I can. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity to practice my communication. So those are the areas of my growth plan. Yeah, mine you'll see is uh, there's some similarities in there because Bill and I have been journeying together as leaders for a while. Uh, You know, my number one daily action, I got daily actions and I got reminders. So that's how I structured my growth plan. Daily actions and then I got reminders. So my five daily actions are one, connect with God through scripture and prayer. Uh, That's an obvious one for me, a man of faith. Number two is connect with and add value to one person. So on a daily basis, I want to try and connect with at least one person. I want to add value to that one person. Um, number three for me, exercise. Um, I've noticed for me the link between uh, my my health, my mind, uh, and then my ability to pour into other people. So I need my time to be able to, to stay as healthy as I can, body and mind. Uh, number four for me is study leadership uh, and, and character. Um, I think, you know, leadership and character go hand in hand. I've never met, uh, you know, a leader worth following that doesn't have good, strong character as a person. 
So for me, I studied leadership and character. Uh, and then my, my fifth daily action is uh, journal to uh, reflect and process. Sometimes that's just, hey, this is what I did today, you know, dear Jared type of thing. Other times it's five pages of you name it. You know, you just start writing about your day and then it just spills into other things. And that, that helps me process and kind of self-measure, if you will, almost. But yeah. so those are my five actions. And then my three reminders are pretty simple. Number one, focus on consistency and healthy habit building. For me, you know, I believe that every choice we make, if it's repeated, leads to a habit. And then those habits, when you feed them with those repeated choices, becomes results. Well, yes, yeah, it's choices become habits and then habits become a lifestyle, right? Yeah. And then the lifestyle becomes who you are, your character. So choices, habits, lifestyle, character. Yeah. So for me, I want to build healthy habits. So, and then number two is focus on sowing rather than reaping, which Bill mentioned. And then my last reminder for myself is don't be afraid to fail forward. Yeah. And that's just, again, some of the same things we're communicating to you are things that we're trying to practice. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so I think that's really important that um, you begin to create a growth plan for yourself. And it doesn't have to be as extensive as ours. It could be one or two things. It could be Absolutely. one thing you want to do. Yeah. Uh, but for us, just where we are in our journey, so that's make it realistic. Don't overburden yeah. yourself with too many things at once. I would encourage you not to do as many. I have eight. I would encourage you to do four or five max and then practice those. And as you start to see significant growth, you know, when they start becoming a habit of growth, move one off, move another on kind of thing. And I will add one last thing. There's an umbrella under which all of my growth plan falls. And that umbrella is live for eulogy virtues, not for resume virtues. I want to make sure I live a life well yeah. and that there's a good reputation legacy behind it, yeah. not just to build up my resume and self-worth, so to speak. So live for eulogy virtues, not for resume. Yeah. Resume yeah. virtue. My dad often asks, what, what kind of legacy are you leaving behind, right? So, so again, these, these five things, we really believe if you can do these five things, if you can practice following, if you can practice measuring yourself growth, if you can practice being patient, if you can practice finding a leadership partner, if you can practice creating a personal growth plan, or if you can do these five things consistently, practice these five things, we believe it will help us because we're doing this too. Yeah. We believe it's going to help us overcome the greatest leadership challenge of leading ourselves. And there's some good things as we've had some growth behind us, there's some things that we've noticed that we really like being on the other side of the growth. Yeah. Glad I'm through that season yeah. for now. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, yeah. I like myself more. Yeah. If I see myself growing and moving forward, I like my, my confidence. Yes. Grows. A deeper reservoir of confidence. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. more of a reservoir there to grow. Oh, I've had yeah. success in growth. I can get through this and I can grow through this. And your wisdom well is deeper. It is. It is. Just my frame of reference and builds and grows and moves. And as I experience more leadership opportunities, and there's wisdom learned as you do that. So you have this wealth of wisdom to pull on as you get to the other side, once you get to the other side of growth. So true. So again, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we're going to leave you with just one application, and that is perhaps it's time for you too to go and create a growth plan and uh, yeah, drop us a, an email uh, and let us know uh, if you get a chance to do that and how it works for you in the future. We'd love to see you and connect. So, yep. 
Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. And we'll be back in a week with another video. See you next time. See you next time.